podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Thanks for downloading this podcast from Love Sport Radio. For more, go to lovesportradio.com for all the latest podcasts, news and views. Or for more, follow us at Love Sport Radio on Twitter. It's a Spurs fan show here on Love Sport Radio. You're with me, Johnny Burrow and Ricky Sachs, Jason McGovern and Jamie Brown of Last Word on Spurs. And gents, there's nothing like a bit of job security and two Tottenham Hotspur players have got that until 2024. Are you pleased? Uh, this is going to be an interesting show. I mean, me and Jason have been sparring for a lot of the week, so there could be fireworks on this one, to be honest. Obviously, I think... In relation to Harry Winks, delighted for Harry. I think he's was become a key player for Tottenham over the course of last season and even before that. I mean, the Champions League, the way he played. And I just think Pochettino's looked at Harry Winks and it's a player he wants to build his future around. And with Ben Davis, what I will say, he's been a, a long-term servant to the club. He's been dependable. He's been reliable. I do question, though, with that, with giving Ben Davis that transfer, where Spurs do I, see that. You sold him. Ben Davis. You just said we give him a transfer. Contract. Oh, sorry. There you go. We already started. <laughs> so you're obsessed with transfers. <laughs> <laughs> no, listen. He's been a long-term servant. I suppose he's deserving of the contract. Mm. Well, I'm, I'm very pleased for Harry Winks. I think that he's going to be a big part of Spurs' plans next year, even with the likes of Don Bele brought in. Um, so, uh, yeah, a massive part of Spurs' future and for England as well. I think he's he's got a lot of people to prove wrong. Um, I know that, that there's certain Spurs fans still aren't too fond of him, but... Um, I think he had a difficult year last year. He had a number of injuries, so he kind of was disrupted. So hopefully if he can stay fit, he's going to be a massive, massive player for Spurs. 27 years, we've just won a World Cup semi-final and these clowns want to talk football. I have no <laughs> idea. England are in a World Cup final. What are you talking about, boys? Well, Spurs have actually been linked with a late move for Kane Williamson, Jace. Are you, are you happy with that? I'd go with Jason Roy rather than Kane. <laughs> we don't, we don't, we've got one Kane, that's all we need. <laughs> but... No, I mean, on Ben Davies' thing, you know, like I said the other night, I've heard all summer back the manager. Mm. And back the manager means you go with his decisions. And if he thinks Ben Davies is a five-year contract, you give him a five-year yeah. contract. If he wants to sell Danny Rose, you sell Danny Rose. If he wants to sell Harry Kane, you sell Harry Kane. Back really? The manager. To that extent? No, back the manager means back the manager. You can back the manager, but you don't have no, to no, no, always no. agree with no. everything he does. If you don't agree with him, you don't back the manager. Don't say you back the manager, but actually not when it suits me. It's, it's difficult you back though, because sometimes you don't know all the ins and outs. Exactly. For me, it kind of feels to the, the Danny Rose situation, there's more to it than just his ability. Exactly. I think that if you look at the likes of uh, who that leave us with, Ben Davis and potentially Ryan Sessignong, you know, that, that you know, that's not like the most securest spot of left back. So it kind of suggests to me that maybe there's been a falling out behind the scenes. So we don't know what's going on. The thing with Rose is, Jason, what I was trying to make the point the other night is that, listen, I know fitness-wise, he's not capable enough to last a full season. We've seen that. We know that. But if, what I was just trying to say to you, that if you ask me on their day, who would I prefer in at left back? Hmm. Ben Davis, Danny Rose. For me, Danny Rose every single day of the week. I'm not sitting there saying that Danny Rose as, you know, is still got the capability to be one of the best left backs in, in the Premier League. I think he has if he can regain that form. But, hmm. you know, he's gone through a lot. He's had a lot of injuries. He's had obviously yeah. a lot of mental issues as well. I would love to see Spurs give him the opportunity to try and get back the form we saw of that 16-17 hmm. season. But I know you're not going to agree. If if I was picking a side tomorrow, I'd have Danny Rose at left back over Ben Davis. Hmm. What I said was that the Danny Rose that we have now is nowhere near the player of three years ago. And actually, when you looked at it, despite 
Ben, uh, Danny Rose looking a much better left back on the eye. When you looked at it, they both have exactly the same cross completion, the exactly the same number of assists, exactly the same number of chances created. Uh, Danny Rose gives a lot more fouls away, but then he goes for more 50-50 duels. So, you know, the difference between the two, actually, and that's spread over 180 games of each, there's not a lot in it. So what I said was, what more does actually Danny Rose give us than Ben Davis? Because both of them have got something like 20 assists, yeah. 26 clear ch- chances, One's got four goals, one's got six. So when you actually looked at it, it's actually not a case that one gives you so much more than the other. Do you know what? For me, I'd say um, I'd go with what Danny Rose says. If I'm at Spurs next year, great. If I'm not, great. I think it's uh, he's not a player that I'm you know that I'd make a great fuss over if he left or if he stayed. But I think the club will kind of look at his situation now uh, in terms that he's 30 next year. I think he's a player they've always been trying to offload uh, since last summer, and and of course 29 now. Um, and he's got he's got two years left on his contract. Obviously, next year will be one. So I think his value is going to go down quite considerably. Um, and, and if you look at it now, this is kind of their final chance to maybe cash in on him. And they've clearly got their eye on Ryan Sessegnon, whether he, he's got plans for him to be a left-back eventually. But I think that maybe financially it kind of makes sense to sell Rose now. OK, take Rose out of the equation for a second, Jase. If we look at the point, I made this to you the other, the other night on WhatsApp, but Ben Davis and Ryan Sessegnon on that side does, does that fill you with the confidence that this is now going to take this Tottenham side from a top four team into a title challenging team which we want all, which we want Spurs to be does fullback not concern you the fact that we said the other week we're not being linked to a huge amount of them we've been linked to Danny Alves today I just can't see Pochettino handing a contract to someone who's 36 years old maybe it may be a 12 month I might be wrong but this area worries me and I say mm. Ben Davis you know and if it is Ryan Sessegnon, that doesn't tell me that Spurs are looking to really improve that fullback area. Well, there's lots of ways for me to look at that. Number one, how long has Danny Rose been at the club? 12 years, 12 years. How 12. many trophies has he won? That was the one in there, So he, what level has he taken us to in that no, respect? No, but take Rose out the equation for a second. I'm saying to you that you've obviously, we've, we're here on the news that Ben Davis has also signed a, you know, a long-term contract with the club. And I say, Ben Davis, for me, he's been reliable. He has been dependable. He's a long-term servant. He's a player that Pochettino trusts. But does that fill you with confidence that it's going to change the club's mentality from a top-four team into a title-challenging team when you mm. look at the fullback area? Well, I don't think you can take Rose out of the equation. But all I would say is, if we'd have sat here two years ago and signed Andy Robertson from relegated Hull City we'd have been saying, why the hell are we buying somebody? He's never going to be what Danny Rose is. He's now by far the best left-back mm. in the league. Mm. So what you think now, once Pochettino starts coaching, bro, did we ever see did we ever see Danny Rose when Pochettino walked through the door? He was slated yeah, like that's mad. That's true. Yeah, and we'd that. have been yeah. saying, why the hell are we having Danny Rose in the side? And everyone argued when he got his contract. So mm. you don't know what Pochettino <coughs> would turn Ryan Sessignon or... Yeah. Or whoever. I mean, it could be Uncle Tom Cobley, for all I care, from Milton Keynes or whatever. If Pochettino wants a player and thinks that's the way forward, you back the manager. Of course you back the manager, but at the same time, I still feel you can have an opinion and not always necessarily agree with the manager. Mm. When Deli Ali came in... Mm. Deli Ali's a prime example, is it? When Deli Ali came in, it was we got to send him out on like He's not a player that's going to take us to the next level. Deli Ali, I mean, why are we buying a bloke from League Two? What happened? That's a, it's, a, it's a fair point. But just because he gets it right once doesn't mean he's going to get it right every time. He gets no. it right more often than not. But 
Does the fact that Ben Davies is getting a five-year deal mean that he's getting a five-year deal as Pochettino's first-choice left-back? He's very versatile. No. Maybe he just wants him around because he's helpful in the squad. I think a lot of it is that. He can play yeah. a left-sided centre-back. He can yeah. play in the back three. And he actually plays very well there. Um, I think Pochettino, when you read the book and you, you see so much about Pochettino, is very yeah. much about respect for the and attitudes. And obviously, Ben Davis has the, you know, he missed the Champions League final. I mean, there's a there's yeah, a prime yeah. Danny Rose was picked for the Champions League final for both legs of the semi final and for both legs of the quarter final. So obviously, mm. in the big games, Pochettino has gone with Danny Rose. I think so he all, thinks yeah. Danny Rose is the better left back, but. Did Ben Davis throw a wobbler mm. over the Champions League final? It's no. also important having those sort of players in your team that offer you different positions. I think you look at maybe Liverpool, they've got James Milner. That's a similar sort of player in terms that he can offer you different positions. So I think it's always important to have a player like Ben Davis in the squad. Um, and, and to me, he just seems like the, the model professional as well. And uh, as I said, I, I do believe that he's a, he's a player that will come good into the latter stage of his career, uh, similar to like we've seen with Milner. So... I think there's something Pochettino's seen in him that he knows that's eventually going to come good at Spurs. Listen, I don't doubt Ben Davis's desire, his commitment. That's never a question. My only issue is when Spurs go forward, and I will put, put the point out there, that Spurs are at their very best in the mm. days we had Carl Walker yeah. and Danny Rose flying down the wings, flying down the wings. What it gave us, the, opportun- the opportunity it gave us, you know, it brought players into play. We looked like such a great team. Teams were intimidated to come to White Hart Lane. Even players away, we could catch teams on the counter-attack. We don't have that at the moment. And it doesn't seem to be any indication that we want to try and go back to that style. But there's also a question of resale value, isn't there? In the sense that Rose mm. getting towards the end oh, of his it's... 20s, if you shift him now, you make quite well, a bit of money. If that, you hold yeah. on to him for another couple of years, probably not. No. Well, there you go. And I think we all thought the same when Moussa Dembele was sold, that it was kind of a bit of a disaster that we didn't bring anyone to and replace him. But in the end, we ended up getting a decent amount of money for him that we wouldn't have got this summer. And of course, that's allowed us to maybe go and, and, and throw a bit more extra money in towards Dembele, and that's worked out better for us. For me, I wasn't expecting going into this transfer window that we were going to improve every area. I think it was going to be over two or three years that we were going to kind of build, as I said, this Tottenham 2.0. It was going to take a while. So for me, it wasn't always going to be about us strengthening every position. But um, yeah, I think with the left back, we probably will see maybe someone like he's going to take a gamble and, and probably mm. bring in someone like Sessignon. And Pochettino himself, didn't he? He said that the rebuild will be painful. Yeah. You know, mm. some people are going to have to go out the door that are fans' favourites. The other thing that we, we, we had a <coughs> disagreement about is you sat here and you said about Ericsson leaving. Mm. Once he's flirted with another girl, he should be shown the door. And yet Danny Rose made that horrendous interview two years ago. Yeah. He admits talking to other clubs last year behind the club's back looking for a move. It's just a bid didn't come. And then his his full-term commitment comes when he says, if I'm at Tottenham next season, great. If I'm not at Tottenham, great. Mm. Hardly screams commitment, does it? No, but what I, mean, I would... He hasn't yeah. flirted. He's had foreplay. <laughs> <laughs> but what I would say just on that point is that when Danny Rose has played in a Spurs shirt for me, I don't think you could question his commitment to the team, his passion. You know, that's the thing. This is no offence against Ben Davis. You know, Ben Davis is, na- is labelled Gentle Ben for a reason. Danny Rose, he plays the game. We've well, got one of them in the office, actually. <laughs> but he, they, Rose plays the game with such passion. And Jason Wright, you know, you pick up at the point, you know, in the Arsenal game where he celebrated that moment like he was a fan and Vertonghen swooped in and made that crucial tackle. Exactly. And I don't doubt that. But my only concern is that I have reservations in terms of the style of play. I would love to see Spurs go back to have. Having you know two 
dominating fullbacks or having like the four where the players want to bomb on. We look so deadly and we don't have that at the moment, Jace. That's my only Rick, reservation. Rick, I want that. Mm. I want that. I'd, yeah. I'd love, absolutely love mm. Danny Rose to be the 2017 Danny Rose when he was head and shoulders above everyone in the was league. Was it not glimpses for you last season where he showed just, just no. not at all? No, glimpses? Like I said, you Kevin Nkudu showed a glimpse of a cross at Fulham. <laughs> one appear- he won't run appearance. Rose, mate, you know, we're talking about a guy, Rose and Davis. They cheered about the same amount of appearances. I said to you, didn't I? Danny Rose played better last year yeah. than I ever expected Danny Rose to play. But Danny Rose is nowhere near the player of three years ago. And when you talk about that, the combined Walker and Rose, you know, yes, I would love to have Walker and Rose of three years ago, but it doesn't exist. Yeah. Right, it doesn't exist. Well, I need an assessment from all of you. Danny Rose... Should he stay at the club this summer? No, I, I, I think given his situation next summer where he's going to have one year left in his contract, 30 years old, I think it's a good time to potentially move him on. I don't think he's a player worth making a fuss over. Um, and if we can get in someone that Pochettino wants at left back, then then fine. But yeah, I, I'm, I'm quite happy for him to go. If it's the case. I mean, all the indications suggest he's going to go, which obviously I'm disappointed about. But it depends what Spurs are doing in the, in the, in the transfer market in that area. For me, my biggest concern is losing an attacking fullback. And maybe, you know, Cesson Young has the, has the potential to maybe replace him. But again, it's going to depend on the coaching. Like you said there, Jace, I mean, he does get more things right than wrong. At least we've seen Ali progress and, and Kane. I just concern myself that I want to see Spurs evolve into becoming a title-challenging team. And I just get concerned when I look at that fullback here at the moment. It's just not going to be there next season. Well, I don't know if we will sell Danny Rose. You want us to, though? Because I don't think any of the big clubs will want him. And I don't think Danny Rose would want to go to Southampton or Palace mm. or Newcastle. So, you know, <laughs> we may find Danny Rose yeah. is there next year anyway. All I've said is wait till August the 8th. And if Pochettino wants him gone, he wants him gone. And mm. if Pochettino wants to give him a 25-year contract, give him a 25-year contract. Back, Back the manager. The manager. <laughs> pay what, pay whatever he wants? No. <laughs> if, if, po- if Pochettino wants to spend the entire transfer budget on 53,000 Volkswagen <laughs> Polos, Back, Back the manager. The manager. <laughs> This is Love Sport. We all know here on the Spurs Fan Show that Jason McGovern loves a transfer rumour. And with that in (laughs) mind, if the rumour mill is to be believed, it's a fire sale of Tottenham defenders this summer because Toby Alderweireld could be out the door as well. Jace, do you buy that? What, Toby going out the door? Yeah. 25 million and paying whatever he wants and nobody seems to want him. (laughs) <laughs> Apart from AS Roma, who are linked. But do that, linked doesn't mean they want him, does it? I mean, linked by who? The, the world's press. <laughs> how, many, how many players were Spurs linked with by the world's press last year? And how many did we sign? That's true, but Thank you were you. also linked with Tonkin Dombele and you did sign him. Yeah. So it's not always rubbish. It's not always rubbish. To be fair, I think it's um, Di Mazzario who was reporting that they're kind of having a meeting Mon- to- yeah, yeah. Toby. And yeah. um, so he's kind of like one that you would look at as the real trustworthy not one. Not only that, it's been reported by a few sources. Jay. You know, yeah. it's, it's, with, with these kind of transfers, I know Jace hates talking about him. His face, he's got, we've got two of us here doing, doing this stuff. Yeah. But... <laughs> Um, I think with Toby, that would be a good move potentially for him. I mean, he's going to get regu- get you know, some regular football, which is more of a slower league. Pro- I don't think he'll improve his wages. I've got to be honest with you. I don't think will he improve his wages massively. No, no. improve his wages. Isn't he reported still to be on what fifty grand a week? No, it's not. Fi- I don't think it's fifty. Is it? Well, let's see, this is the issue with he's him. He's never signed you know, a contract extension, has he? So, well, this is the issue. You know, he's played this. He's, him and his agent, his dad, have played this very poorly. You know, he mm. could have made a considerable amount more yep. than what he has done. He's missed out on so much money just because he didn't sign that contract it, a while it, ago. It is strange, isn't it? Because Spurs fans say about Toby. 
it's criminal that he's paid as low as he is. But they missed the point. He's only paid as low as he is because he hasn't agreed yeah. to be paid more. There you go. Mm. If he'd there agreed to sign a contract to be yeah. paid more, he'd be being paid more. I, I think I said last summer, Jamie, you made the point, and I know we had that massive debate at the time about the fact that you were letting go last summer. You would have had 65 million. Yeah. Yeah. So we're, again, yeah. we're losers out of it as well because we're only going to get 25 potential, well, even less you know, if he does stay. That's the situation similar to Danny Rose. You know, you've got, a, if, mm. you've got a chance to get a decent amount of money for him now, so that that would be my point on Rose but for Toby I don't think he'll go to Roma I don't think I, I think that they it sounds like they're struggling financially yeah. all the reports are kind of saying they well, there, there you go so yeah. I don't think that's a move that they'll uh, I just had that really sneaky feeling that Ajax would come in with all the money they've got and and oh, you know, that, he talked before that about wanting to go there, didn't he? Will well, they not wait though until he's out yeah, of contract? I think for me, that yeah. kind of seems like the perfect move for Toby if he waits until the end of his contract yeah. at Spurs and then goes to to, uh, to Ajax on a free but then, transfer. But then they've got the money now, and Delic's gone out the door now. So question, question, on, question on question on I want to ask you boys: What do you th- do you think if he goes? Do you have to replace him because you've got? Davis that can play centre back, Dyer that can play centre back, Foyf, Sanchez. Do you still think we have to replace him? Isn't the phrase can play centre back different yeah. to is I mean, a centre back? I'm in the favour of we have to go out and look to replace him. I mean, but Aki at Bournemouth, I mean, Bournemouth, oh, that'd Bournemouth be a good signing. It's a good signing mm. at Bournemouth. We can't forget they do, they do shed a lot of goals. Homegrown as well. Yeah. I don't think Davis, Foyth, Sanchez, or who was the other one you said? Eric Dyer are anywhere as no. good as Toby no. Alderweireld. No, of course not. Playing as a centre half now. No, no. For Tottenham. <laughs> But, um, you know, it's, like I say, you, it's, it's up to somebody else's judgment, isn't it? But would you, if it was you and you were going to allow Toby to go, would you want, a, would you want yeah, to go and I buy another centre-back? I'm not, I'm not that keen on Foyth no. at the moment. Mm. I can see the talent in Foyth, but, but the number of mistakes, sloppy yeah. mistakes that he makes, really naive mistakes that he makes. Concentration with Foyth some mm. of the time. Yeah, I think that's, that's... And maybe it's just a little bit, sometimes a little bit too much confidence and arrogance yeah. to his game that he, he gets himself, you know, David Luiz of 10 years ago type of mindset, if you, if you know what I mean. But, um, yeah, I mean, I would... Now it's down to 25 million. I hope we'd keep Toby. Yeah. I, I, for me, I'd, I'd like to see us go and replace him. I think similar to the way you think with Rose, you'd like us to go and yeah. get a better left back. For me, um, although Sanchez and, and Foyt, there's a huge amount of potential there and potentially a really great partnership eventually for Spurs. But but for me, I think it's the same with Jason. I think that Sanchez maybe is kind of too rash at times um, and the same with Foyt. So I, I'd I'd have concerns over those two potentially partnering with Tongan. So I'd like to see us go and sign someone if we uh, did sell him. When you talk about you know lack of concentration or moments of madness, Serge Aurier this week. <laughs> yeah, what's he done? So he has injured his wrist while international duty when he was banging his fist on the table at half time during his country's match against Marley. Mali. And he wasn't even Mali? playing. He was a substitute. No, he was as a well. substitute. So it didn't, wasn't even involved. But it's passion, rookie. It's yeah, passion. yeah, it's passion. It's passion. But you it's, like passion? Yeah, I like passion. But I, I also prefer a bit of common sense. Yeah. Yeah, but not when Danny Rose is concerned. It's just pressure. <laughs> <laughs> no, but we're, we're, we are weeks away from... We're, we're in pre-season now. We're, we're kicking off the season a couple of weeks and you've got Aurea injuring himself without even playing a game. <laughs> yeah, but it's his wrist, isn't yeah. it? So it's, it's not going to stop him kicking the ball on day one. What's some other things, though? He might have played... <laughs> <laughs> I think he was playing. To, he might have played today. He's I think Ivory Coast. Ivory Coast uh, played. I don't know what the score is, but um, yeah, I'm sure he did play today. So it's not not a concern, really, is it? He's playing a lot more than Lauren Koscielny will be. Oh, today. Hey. But is Aurea a concern more broadly? I was talking to Martin Allen on our drive show here on Love Sport Radio, three till seven every day, and his immediate response was, "Oh, I get rid of him." <laughs> 
He's a walking disaster area. He's a walking <laughs> yeah. red card. He can't be trusted. This yeah. is a guy who's managed at the highest level. He's saying, listen, I'd have him nowhere near my squad. Yeah, it's very disappointing with Ori, I think, because he does seem a very talented player. But he just does, again, it's it's like the other defenders. He just seems to be so rash, makes some some really bizarre decisions. Um, and he does seem to be a bit of a liability. So... You know, there's probably a reason why Pochettino didn't want to make him the first choice right back at Spurs last season. Um, for me, yeah, I, I can't see him ever becoming the player that he potentially could be. So, um, yeah, I'd, he'd certainly be a player that I'd, I'd like to see out the door at Spurs, maybe. We said last week, Jason, I mean, it was more concern as that who would be, you know, the less, <laughs> the less stupid to make a mistake at fullback with Trippier and Oria last season. You're right. I think that that is the problem with picking mm. the right back at the moment. It's it's not who the you least want there. worst. It's it's <laughs> the one you think oh, I don't want him there. So you kind of pick yeah. the other one. It's I I just I really wish Carl Walker Peters had shown just a little bit mm. more, a little bit more. Has he not got a chance? I mean, I've heard a lot of people saying that Poch doesn't really trust him. Well, it's been reports that he might be promoted to the you know, to might have a more senior place in the team. But I've got to be honest mm. with you, from what I saw of him last season, he had that game where he had the three assists in a row. Was that against Bournemouth? Bournemouth the yeah. hat trick of yeah. assists, which was great. Don't get me wrong, but. I mean, we did see games last season where when he was given the opportunity, it doesn't. He had that, he had that bar, Barcelona, bar in Barcelona, yeah, the handball yeah, hand yeah. as well, Palace and things yeah. like that. So I mean, again, it's hit and miss with him. He's a young it? player; it will get better Whoa. with time. Well, he's, he is 22 now. That's the issue. Like he's not, he's not super young anymore. So I don't know. I'm, I'm not totally convinced that he's um, ever going to quite be the player we thought he might and be. The key but. to him being 22 is that before he never needed to be registered in any squad. Mm. Now he has yeah. to take up a registered place. And so you've got to be a little bit more committed or convinced by him to yeah. use up one of those slots that you have to use because he's a homegrown player and a yeah, club yeah. homegrown. So that's yeah. mm. that in, That should actually help him. Mm. But if Pochettino is starting to worry about yeah. using one of those places up on him, then it's it's not a good sign. I think the one thing I'd really like to see next year is, is consistency in the fullback areas. I think that it was unfair in a way in, in Trippier and, and Aurea because they were kind of rotated a lot and I think that that certainly doesn't help them to settle and get into their rhythm ever so you know I think that that was definitely an issue for Spurs mm. next uh, last year and, and potentially why they were so poor so I'd definitely like Pochettino to, to have a number one right back next year whether that is Aurea or Trippier um, but yeah, he has to pick one. It was a complete back five though last year. We kept rotating. It wasn't. It was the goalkeeper as well. You know, yeah. centre backs. And you know, we got to remember our, our best season we had. We were so close to winning the league. The Leicester season, we kept pretty mm. much the same spine of the mm. team, and there wasn't that many changes. We no. just a lot of the time last season there was far too many, and you just wondered if that stopped players from having building those relationships yeah. on the field. All sorts of things. I mean, we didn't control midfield at any stage last year, like no. like the Eric Dyer, Musa Dembele mm. axis did of of the Leicester season, if you like. And, yeah. the, mm. and then the year after that, it was a lot of Victor Wanyama in there. And we've we've really struggled with consistency in those areas. So yeah. that's enabled teams to get at our back four, whoever's in the back four, a lot easier than it used to do. It's mm. it's the whole thing. We we didn't have as much possession in games last year. We might well still dominate possession. We might have fifty five, forty five. But that year we were chasing teams down. We was 70-30 type things yeah. and we don't control games in the same way that we used to mm. do. Hopefully Ndombele yeah. helps us really control that area and I think if we control that area you see less exposure to the back four. It's probably why mm. we're trying to look at so many central midfielders I think it's strange that... Might have a team of them by the end of it, Jamie, wouldn't it? Exactly, so you know, it's strange that maybe we're linked with two players to replace Ericsson, yeah. but I think at the the end that he Pochettino might be looking to change formation and, and have mm. more central midfielders because I think it's true. We did really struggle to have control yeah. in midfield ever. So 
Dombele addition is absolutely brilliant. He's he's probably the best player that Spurs could have hoped for. Um, and and yeah, maybe we can add a few more. Then then that's certainly an issue that will be really strengthened. I couldn't get over it, Johnny. Can I just say how sad Kieran Trippier looks to be back at pre-season. Do you he think dev- he's, he do you think he doesn't want to be at the club? Has he has he set his heart on sunnier climbs? We hit the moment after the Champions League final, didn't he? Where he was kind of going around the supporters and he looked like he was kind of saying that goodbye. So he's probably slightly surprised that he is still at the club. But um, I think that this is going to be the issue for Spurs with transfers. It it does seem to be a case that it's now uh, sell to buy. But the issue is there's not many takers on these sort of players. I think that maybe Trippier is someone we're asking too much money for. I don't know whether that's the issue. So That's not like Daniel Levy, is it, Joe? No, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. So... Um, yeah, I, I think that we're kind of obviously having issues in, in selling these sort of players at the moment. That's but you're also having issues buying replacements. We're not hearing well, links with Max no. Aarons anymore. No. You're not really Signing being linked with left-backs because Sessegnon is We had the link to Alves today, but again, I mean, I, I feel very pessimistic about that one because he's 36 years old, Jason. I mean, the last time we brought a player in over 30 was Lorenzo. You felt that was more of an exception. And before that, I think you'll go back to the days of Sahara and Nelson. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what to make of the Danny Elvis one. All I said was that, again, a phrase we kept hearing last year was we need a proven winner and somebody that can get us across the line. And Danny Elvis certainly fits that. How many, how many mm. trophies has Danny Elvis 40. won? Yeah. 40. Which is, he's the first so, player in history to I mean, win 40. There you go. It's so insane. What, what could hurt, though, a 12-month contract there? What could hurt 12 months? Well, just the to, wages involved, w- presumably. The, the wages, but what they would allow to do for 12 months is just to you know, scout a bit further mm. and you know, maybe look at other prospects out there that we could see. And, and actually, when you, when you talk about the wages, actually, if it's only 12 months, I mm. mean, you're not going to be paying him 60 million in wages, are you? So if, no. if you paid him, what, yeah. 200 grand a week, it's not a, in, in the, the grand scheme of things for one year of a player, it's not a, not a massive thing, is it? No. And uh, he was still pretty fantastic. For yeah. PSG he last a decent, year. He's, uh, Copper America as well. Yeah, he? scores recently, goals, so. still bombing forward like a winger. I mean, he'd be an incredible player apart from anything else just to see in a Spurs shirt. He's the man who invented the modern wing back, mm. and it would genuinely, and it would be glorious to see him playing in that kit. I would be. I'd, I'd be I can see the sense in it. I can certainly see yeah. the, the sense in it. For sure, it wouldn't surprise me if you do that. I mean, Norodin Nabet was one that I, I can remember coming in. Yeah. Ledley will still tell you he's the best player he yeah, played yeah, with, yeah, he did. and he did so much for Ledley in one mm. year. So maybe having Danny Elvis around would be fantastic yeah. for a Carl Walker. It, it could be like I mean, there was that, you remember that Edgar David signing, the guy that at the time Edgar Davids group, did it. Yeah, that group where they yeah. needed someone that had been there, done it, and won trophies, and had that winning mentality. Alves would bring that to the squad. Mm. Could be quite an addition. Still need links to a few more fullbacks, I think. But we'll give Jace a quick breather from the transfer rumours. Then we'll be back with a couple more. This is Love Sport. It's the Spurs Fan Show here on Love Sport Radio. And it's time for your Legend of the Week. Gents, who have you gone for this week? We have gone for Robbie Keane. Robbie Keane and his birthday this week. Obviously, it's funny, Spurs. I mean, I think he divides opinion. We say Spurs legend. I think there's some fans out there still haven't forgiven him for the Liverpool move. Jay, what do yeah. you reckon? He was a player that probably came through in your yeah. ear, right? No, yeah, for me, I think he was uh, the first player I saw score at White Hart Lane. So, um, yeah, very fond memories of him. Um, and, of course, the only trophy I've ever seen... Uh, Spurs win in my lifetime which, it, which he lifted so um, yeah for me I certainly consider him a Spurs legend and uh, I think he was around at the time where Spurs had a real wealth of fantastic strikers Berbatov uh, Jermaine Defoe so yeah uh, Robbie Keane for me definitely a Spurs legend 
Yeah, I was there, what, six or seven years of which, for yep. much of that time, he was, was by far our best. But certainly when we signed him, he was the, the one player that really got you off your off his bums in the crowd and he was a fantastic player for us for a, for a number of years that he left to Liverpool for me I never understood the animosity because we were a mid-table team mm. for the entire mm. six years he was there done nothing so. and he was a Liverpool fan wasn't he well he was also a Celtic fan but no I mean um, I think that the, the goal I think there's two goals that I'll always remember with Kino the one against Blackburn when he oh, puts it over the top of Ruby Savage Amidos, and, yeah. uh, and does it yeah. and then there was another one I think against Birmingham when he crept up behind a goalkeeper yeah. and yeah. that was just a, a real yeah. Robbie Keane goal so no he was a fantastic player for us mm. what that taught me with Robbie when he left for Liverpool is that everyone who say to me and Jay says don't believe the papers the Sun was actually the first paper to report that story and I remember saying that won't happen it's the Sun and it <laughs> broke my heart the day he went because he's my favourite Spurs yeah. player and after that that was the moment I realised right you can never ever trust a player when he says oh, I'm Tottenham through and through that was the, that was the yeah. last time I mean, and I'm, I'm never allowing myself to get in that moment again because I, I, I loved him yeah and of course now he's at uh, Middlesbrough with, uh, alongside Jonathan Woodgate so um, yeah that should be interesting if we get them in the cup yeah the man of course who had the single greatest debut of all time Woodgate at Real Madrid where he not only scored <laughs> an own goal <laughs> sent off, also got sent off 20 minutes wasn't it yeah it's quite, quite something that's one way to make an entrance Robbie Keane of course remembered for fonder reasons at White Hart Lane and that's why he this week's Legend of the Week. I think, boys, you want me to talk about... And sp- we can't have four people doing it differently. Oh. Tebalos. And we are now talking about a new potential club legend. Spurs, of course, looking to add a few more to the roster. Danny Ceballos is being heavily linked with a loan move from Real Madrid... Mm. Could he be a really positive addition? Yeah, that for sure. I think he was uh, a player that really impressed in, uh, for Spain at the Euros when they won it this uh, this summer, the under-21 Euros. So, yeah, he does seem like a very talented player and, of course, someone that seems kind of surplus the requirements at Madrid. So he's certainly a player that um, I think I'd like to see at Spurs. Um, going off reports, he does seem as though Pochettino is a big fan of him as well. Um, and as, as we mentioned, it does look, look as though we're potent, looking towards maybe a different formation with more central midfielders. So um, I think bringing him in, I think he's got a lot of potential. So, yeah, I think it'd be a very good transfer. Whilst I'm all for signings, and Jason knows I am, Joe, I wouldn't be too disappointed if it, even if it is a season-long loan because we mm. have seen Spurs before get their hands burnt. We look back at Paulinho, yeah. we look at Saldado, we bring in these players on big fees, it never works. Yeah. What is the concern? I know a lot of Spurs fans out there say, it's got to be a permanent deal. If it is just a season-long loan, and you know, Spurs maybe at the end do have the option to buy it, I don't think it's the worst thing in the world. You analyse him for 12 months, we have the opportunity that if he's not good enough, we don't move for him, because he's looking at the moment for game time, and I think what a lot of Spurs' views are is that, what are we, just his development centre for 12 months? I think that is the concern. Yeah, and I think it's a cracking point that you get to have a look at him, but the flip side of the coin, yeah. so what happens if you get him on loan, he's absolutely mm. brilliant, and then either yeah. Real turn around and say, right, we're keeping him, or they double the value, or you mm. get a different club, like a Chelsea or a United coming in, and then you've got a transfer fight in your hands. I mean, we saw it this season. Yuri Tielemans has gone back to Leicester, and Andre Gomez has gone back to Everton. But you yourselves were looking at poaching Gomez at one point. The risk-reward is that you leave yourselves open to having him poached. For, for me, I'd love him to come and sign permanently. Really? You've got you seen enough but, of him, Jason, to, to think he's... No, I mean, from from the clips we've seen, I, I don't watch it week in, week out in Spain, and, and he's not a regular player, but 
the clips you see of him and the, the, the bit of the under-21 championships, looks a fantastic player, but I'm not easy about it being a loan deal either. No, but and the, the reasons for it being that, you know, we talk about players showing commitment and it's, mm. I want to play for Spain in the Euros mm. and then go back to Madrid. So there's not a, a real commitment there for mm. Tottenham. Even so with I'd an option to buy though, Jace, if there was an option to buy, would you not be warming to that? Well, the option to buy only works if the player still wants to be bought, doesn't it? Mm. I mean, you can have an option to buy with Real Madrid and they say, yeah, you can have him for for 25, 50 million, whatever, but the, the player's still got to want to come. And if, mm. if he wants to go back to Madrid... Mm. You know, and the flip side of that is if it goes completely wrong at Tottenham and Madrid don't want him, you're then stuck with a player. So, mm. I, I, I suppose if if we couldn't sign the the Ericsson replacement by August the seventh, I might mm. try and do that as a last minute deal. But if that was the best we could do now, I'd sooner look elsewhere and think we'll revisit it if we have to. But it sounds like at the moment they're going for both Lachelso and. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's what it seems like. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so I, I think that these both deals, because it, it is with Spanish transfers and, and they have weird, you know, they always want to try and insert these different clauses. I think Real Madrid always and Barcelona always have these buyback clauses. So I think these deals are going to be, um, they're going to have some lots of issues and there can be lots of negotiations. So I kind of expect these deals to get done nearer the end. I think uh, with Lachelso, he's got a 20% um, fee goes towards PSG. Um, if Real better sell him, so obviously they're going to want a lot of money to make up for that. Um, I think with Real Madrid, they're going to want a Prentencia buyback clause or, or something like that. If um, so, I think there's going to be lots of different stipulations these clubs are going to ask for, and, and, and supporters are going to get more frustrated the longer it goes. But I think it's just about being patient. On the Madrid loan deal front, is there any news on Mariano, who was being talked about? Mariano Diaz, again, yeah. another one where he's a young forward. He's only he was recalled for them after a season away. He had a good season away from. Was Madrid. he not bought? I think that was a buyback yeah, clause. Again, him, a, yeah. a buyback clause. They they brought him back to the club, but again, it depends what Spurs are going to do with Lorente. You know, there's been again reports this week that Spurs may potentially offer him a new contract. Mm. And to be fair. You know, we say it last season. Now, Lorente was a key player for Spurs in yeah. that Champions League run. Scored a lot of goals. I know yeah. he's been labelled a lamppost. He wouldn't move the quickest <laughs> for some. But we could do far worse, Jace, by giving him another 12 months, couldn't we? Well, I, I, who backed him last year? I, <laughs> I was a massive fan of Lorente last year. I'd have to say now, I think the time has come to yeah. draw the line. Yeah. I think it's another year on next year. So he's, he's that little bit less agile, less mobile, whichever. So, again, if it comes to August the 8th and we haven't done any business, then, then maybe, but yeah. I'd sooner look for something else at the moment. I think, yeah, on 100, 100k a week wages as well, so pretty substantial wages that you've got to try and fit him back on. Mm. But I think it is probably about, you know, we have to move on and maybe look for someone else, but... I think, as, as Jason said, it is, if, if no one else is available, then, yeah, probably go for My it. My concern is, though, Jason, you say, you know, maybe look for other people. Who else do you find that's willing to come in and sit on that bench that is as good as, I say, good as Lorente, but will come in and make an immediate impact? Why, why do you want someone who's happy to come in and sit on the bench? Why don't you I want don't, but I don't, to I don't think they're going to have to, are well, they? I don't see Spurs spending well, the amount of money to You say that, but how many times did Kane miss last year? Yeah, that's true. But whoever... And do you get someone to come in that could actually play with Kane yeah. and give you a yeah. different dynamic? But are you going to sell a move to someone on the basis that Harry Kane might get injured a bit? Because I don't see Poch playing two up top as a consistent system. So whoever comes in has got to be not totally committed to being second choice, but they've got to be realistic that they are not Harry Kane. You have, but I mean, if if they come in, number one, they got to back themselves if they come in to to put pressure. I mean, I mean, you know, we backed um, Vincent Jensen came in, and and all right, 
Vincent Janssen has been an absolute disaster. But the day we signed Vincent Janssen, mm. everyone, I mean, it was tweeted the other day, he was called the next Van Nistelrooy. So there you go. You sold the chance to come in as a striker at Tottenham, despite Harry Kane being there, to a young, hungry striker. OK, that didn't work. But it shows you if you do it right, you can get someone. What about someone who needs a new opportunity and who isn't in a position to expect to come in and be first choice? Danny Sturridge has had his injury problems. He's available on a free. He came off the bench and had some good moments for Liverpool last year. If he could be persuaded to sign a one, two year deal, would he be an option? I, I've always loved Sturridge. I think his finishing ability is up there. I, I do think he's a, a, a decent striker. I think my only reservation, like a lot of. I was shot down on Twitter when I said it during the week, is that obviously his injury record is horrendous. You know, are we benefiting from that transfer long term? We saw Arsenal, yeah. I think, with, Den- with Dennis Suarez and they brought him in. He b- didn't make an appearance, did he? And even Kim Kallstrom, and look at those transfers. Yeah. It's a big, big risk. Kim Kallstrom, I, I think, is the worst yeah. transfer of all time, <laughs> where a player turns up injured, then gets more injured while playing beach volleyball, <laughs> scores one penalty and then goes home again, hopeless. Yeah. I think there was the, the, the problem with Sturridge when... Very early in Klopp's reign, I think he was asked to, you know, chase the ball wide, and he said, mm. he, he came out in an interview and he said, I can't do my biz, best business out there. So if you don't want to play pressing mm. football, or you're not fit enough to play pressing football, then Pochettino's not going to want you. And and that's the worry, isn't it? With, yes. I mean, it's partly my worry with Kane next year that we might find we yeah. can't ask him to press like we want to. Well, we're talking a lot of transfers and they're all going to cost quite a bit of money and Dombele wasn't cheap. Lo Celso would be expensive as well. We've had a call into the show from Adrian in Edmonton who wants to talk finances for these transfers. Adrian, do you think the club are getting ahead of themselves? No, I think, I think we're not thinking big here, are we? I mean, I actually believe there's money available. I mean, even without selling Ericsson. If you take the last two transfer windows when we didn't buy anyone, it was rumoured there was about 50, 60 million in the kitty. Say 50 million as a conservative estimate. And then if you add the 18 million for the Dembele tra- uh, transfer, you got 68 million. That's the money for the 55 million for the down payment on Endombele and the 10 million for Jack Carl. That takes that money up. Now you're talking about TV money and revenue coming in the 90-plus million for the Champions League Cup run, I think there's plenty of money to buy players. I think, I think they can do the, the Lo Celso and buy the Sessignon brothers, you know, and get in uh, Danny Sebelis in. I don't think, without, without selling Ericsson, if they sell Ericsson, it's, it's just a question of how much Levy wants to pay off on the stadium. But the actual debt, the interest on the debt in that stadium is £25 million a year. I mean... What do you guys think? I, I think you're right. I, I think we got asked a question all oh, towards the end of last year, and I said it wouldn't surprise me if Tottenham's net spend this year is 80, 90 million. Mm. And, and I think the, you're right. I think the money is there to do it. And I don't think some of these deals are dependent on getting money from Ericsson. It's more a case of do we need three number 10s at the club? So, mm. you know, if Ericsson does stay, then it is pointless bringing in two extra number 10s and having three in the one position. So, and, and you've you've still got Lamella there and Son there and Lucas Moore there. So I think it's more a, a case of I can only have two number 10s and if Ericsson doesn't go, then we only bring one in. Mm. 
agree. I, I agree. I mean, I think there is money there, Adrian. I do think there is. But, I mean, Pochettino's always said it. He's not going to bring players in now that he doesn't feel is going to improve the squad. And it does seem like the players they want, it's a waiting game. With Lucelso, yeah. for example, that player there, he's on holiday at the moment. He's got a release clause. That will drag, drag, drag and drag yeah. as it does to probably the final days of the window where Spurs will try and get the best price possible. And at the same time, Betis will want to go out and replace him. The manager's already yeah. come out and said that with the Lucelso money, if he gets it, it will be reinvested back into the squad. So I'm sure they'll be keen to sell towards the end of the window. They have to be. The player wants to join Spurs from what we hear. I think that will get done. Yeah. It'll be interesting how it pans out. Yeah, I think, look, I think that there's certainly lots of things with that Lachelso deal that could allow us to really negotiate a good price for us because I think that Real Betis are in a position where they do want to sell the player. I think the player also wants to come to Spurs as well. So I think there's lots of factors that are going to per- perhaps let make this transfer go on for a while. Um, and I think we saw it with the Dombele, you know, negotiations. We saw how close the fee was for a while. And so I think it's just about being patient. Uh, it does look as though we are working on these deals. So, yeah, my message would just be patient, be patient. Yeah, I and think... what's wrong, instead of going for these aged strikers, what's wrong with giving Troy Parrott a run out? The fact that he's 12. <laughs> <laughs> he's not. Yeah, yeah, got a great strike rate. You know what I mean, though. He's a cracking player. He's a young player, but there's a mm. big difference between being gifted and, as you say, banging him in in the under 23s and being ready to be second choice. What I will say, you know, on that point is that we've seen with Pochettino. He'll know when yeah. the young players are ready. Yeah. He's done it with Harry Winks. He's done it with Carl Walker Peters, Deli Ali. You know, he'll give the players an opportunity when he feels they're ready. And if mm. he feels Troy Parrott's good enough next season, yeah. he'll be playing the first team. He's going to have a chance to look at him at preseason as well. I think he's yeah, he took be... him away, hasn't he? Exactly. Exactly, so he's going to get a chance to look at him and see if he is the right player for next season, potentially. And we are seeing young British forwards get a chance in pre-season. Young Ryan Brewster scored twice tonight for Liverpool against Tranmere. Perhaps Parrott could be the next one to break through. Adrian, thanks ever so much for your call. Thank you for the take, my call. No, not at all. Thanks for coming on. Adrian was calling in from Edmonton on 0208 70 20 558. You can give us a bell or WhatsApp on that number. And coming up, let's have a look at pre-season. This is Love Sport. Spurs fan show here on Love Sport Radio and Tottenham got a lively pre-season lined up. Yeah, I mean, at the moment we saw seven of the youngsters join the first team on the Tuesday. I mean, we spoke about Troy Parrott, but Jack Rolls, Harvey White, Brandon Austin, George Mars, Anthony Georgiou and Jamie Bowden. It will be interesting to see, you know, Pochettino has given these youngsters the opportunity mm. to train with the first team if there's any breakout stars. I mean, I've got to be honest with you, last pre-season, I thought Anthony Georgiou, and we saw him in the pre-season yeah. games, I thought he would have been a player that would have been just a bit more involved than what we saw, but you just, you never can tell. Yeah. I think one that I'd certainly be looking out for is uh, Jack Rolls. I think he's looked like he was a guy that um, there was a few contract issues with him and he did eventually sign it. Um, now I believe he's a, an attacking midfielder um, and definitely got a guy that clearly is Tottenham through and through. He's a Spurs fan. So yeah, he'd be another guy that I'd love to see maybe get a chance. I think at 20, he's kind of at that age now where you know he would be looking to step up into the first team. So um, I think we've seen it with uh, Harry Winks and Harry Kane how important it is to have those sort of players in, in the club and hopefully um, we can give them a good chance in pre-season and yeah, we'll see what we can do. The noticeable name missing from that is of course Marcus Edwards, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. Well, I mean, what do you reckon, Jace, on that? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, he had a decent loan spell, didn't he, last year in Holland? I yeah. Think, and was, was, but whether there's too much has gone under the... 
you know, too much has happened with Pochettino and he just thinks that the attitude's not there and, and off he goes. And he wouldn't be the first talented youngster to leave a football club because mm. of attitude. Who was the the one from West Ham? Ravel Morrison. Ravel Morrison. Who, by the way, has been yeah. on trial with Sheffield yeah, United. John Bostock. We had yeah, you know, John Bostock. the same with John yeah. Bostock. Yeah. Us, Who has now it, so. turned his career around playing for Toulouse. He's playing hot in France, isn't yeah. he? That's right. <laughs> mm. But um, so... You know, I'm not sure if Edwards is, has got an injury or something, and that's why he's missing. But it's just a noticeable name missing off that list. You do feel Pochettino? He tried to, in a way, maybe look to get the best out of him. He labelled him the, the next. What is it, Messi? Messi yeah, yeah, but she's obviously, it, you'd like to think coming from Pochettino, that would have meant a lot to him to be yeah. given that, you know, respect of that ta- tag. But it just hasn't worked out. I mean, there's clearly ability there. You know, we've seen some of the highlights when he's been on yeah. loan, Jay. He's clearly got all the ability in the world. But at the end of the day, if you're not willing to, again, commitment, desire. No, well, that's, that's, that's the truth. I think it's, you know, hard work always beats talent. So it's uh, unfortunately that does mm. seem to be the case with um, Marcus Edwards. He was a massive talent. But at the end of the day, I think we know how Pochettino wants um, hard work and, and it just doesn't seem to have those traits of a Pochettino player. So unfortunately, it does, does, look, does look as though we will be seeing him out the door this summer. Um, he's kind of a player that's rumoured to be leaving. So it would be very sad. But at the end of the day, I think it's he's not quite the right player mm. for Poch. I think we're expecting the, the main group of players to come back into pre-season. The likes of Kane, yeah. Vertonghen, obviously Eriksson. It'd be interesting to see him come yeah. back. But Jay, I know you made a point that before the show you said the futures of some of the other guys that you know, likes of Wanyama. You mentioned Janssen, Cameron Carter-Vickers, Onoma. Where, where do you see the future for those guys? Well, you know, it's, again, it's you're, you're waiting for the right price, aren't you? Mm. I mean, from me, from my point of view, you don't have to ask big money for Carter-Vickers and Onoma because they cost you nothing in the first place. So. Just you know, let, this is let Daniel Levy though. Your yeah, thing. but just just do your best. Let the player get yeah. on with their career somewhere else. That's that's mm. not cost you anything to to buy them to the club. So I know chuck them chuck them out cheap and and put a clause in there that you take a percentage of profit if it works out for them or based on appearances. Just let yeah. those players get on with their careers because it's not going to happen at Tottenham. Mm. I think with with Vincent Janssen, it does seem as though we you know we're now having real issues in offloading him. So. It kind of does show you when you're shopping in that level market, it's not always wise to just go and sign someone for the sake of it. I know last summer we obviously didn't bring anyone in. Um, I think Jack Clark, uh, Jack uh, Jack Grealish was a name that we were linked with, but maybe they thought, you know, looking at the likes of Janssen, the likes of Nkudu, when you, it's always a big risk, and then you've got this trouble in in offloading them, and so. I think it's always you've got to be cautious, and and the manager will take uh, calculated risks and. I think that's where you've got to be careful because now we've got real issues with trying to get rid of Janssen. So. And I said with Nkulu, just pay him off. He's got a year to go. I yeah. think I think he earns just over two million a year. Just pay it up and just get rid. The worry I've got is with his medical at the next club. <laughs> it took us about how many weeks did it get past oh, yeah. the medical with us? It's the NHS for you. See that <laughs> Joe, the only thing, other thing was, I mean, in terms of the, the players, Ericsson coming back to pre-season... Uh, we haven't really had a chance to meet Ericsson. Again, yeah. there's been rumours of the valuation might not be right. Madrid yeah. not, might not even be keen on him. Are we concerned that... Can you see him throwing his toys out the pram in pre-season to get a move? Well, th- this is the thing where Spurs fans have got to have a bit of respect. We've just seen mm. what Koscielny's done. Yeah. And I don't think that Ericsson... Well, we, obviously we're going to wait and see maybe tomorrow or today whether he will refuse to turn up. But he's not that sort of player that would do that. And that, that's disrespect, mm. not turning up to training. Neymar as well. That's disrespect. There's nothing. I think a lot of uh, fans are kind of accusing Ericsson of being disrespectful, but I think the way he's gone about it, he's been. Very, I think he said he'd be more than happy to stay at Spurs. That's a positive thing he said it would be. So, I think that, that you know Spurs fans have got to be more respectful towards him in, in terms of he's given us so much over the last six years, and such a great player, and it's now 
you know, as I said, I think it's, there's got to be a definitive answer with Ericsson this I think, summer. I think the big danger with Christian Ericsson's thing is that we get to August the 8th when we can't bring in, but there's yeah. still 22 days for mm. Madrid to come. And then yeah, if true. Madrid, and, and it's all right for us to say, well, if he doesn't go by August the 8th, then he's not going. But if Madrid then do come in on August the 20th with yeah. a 60, 65 million pound bid, can you really turn that down? Yeah. So it's it's a tough one for the club. They've, mm. they've got to get that, that, that period right. And that's why do you then look to make sure you do get the Chelsea and Chabas done? Yeah. I think that one point I would also like to make with Ericsson, there has to be a definitive answer with him. There can't be a thing where we maybe see if he signs a new contract eventually. He's either yeah. got to sign a new contract now or we sell him because Spurs can't afford to lose him on a free and, and potentially not be able to properly fill the void that he'll leave when, if he does leave on a free. Also, John, at that point, we don't want to be in a situation where 12 months' time, 18 months' time, we're in the same boat. Where yeah. again it's going it's to come up and cause a con- you know it's going to rip it's going to ruin the summer. I'd like to think you could get him to sign a contract with it as a release clause in it for for those yeah. two clubs yeah, that, that we all talk about or for a for a, you know you can you can specify that his agent says look right we'll yeah. do a deal but if Real Madrid come in in twelve months time with a bid of X we'll sign the contract yeah. if you agree to that price and maybe that's how you have to do it I don't know. Yeah. Mm. I think that's a yeah, fair point. It's a tough one to manage, isn't it? Because. You want the player to stay, but is there also an element of not wanting to hold someone back? And if Real Madrid is his dream, do you sort of want to give back to him? I mean, he's got a pathway, Johnny. We always knew that when we signed him that in his mind, Spurs were never going to be his final destination as a club. No matter, I don't think, what we ever did. I think it was always going to be a case of if Barcelona, if Real Madrid came in for him, he's obviously got this desire to play in Spain. I think he's only going to leave for one of those two clubs. The issue, obviously, being is that Madrid don't seem to be hugely keen I don't think yeah. he's their first option which is the problem for him I yeah. think as well he probably didn't expect Tottenham to be where Tottenham are now no, yeah. when he signed for us we were a Europa League club and he probably thought I'll be there two or three years and yeah. that'll be it and then we got Champions League so he thought well I don't have to leave for Champions League football mm. and suddenly we're in a Champions League final and I don't think he's really thought that Tottenham would be that mm. far down the line mm. I think we have to very quickly say, I know there's been a lot of rumours over the transfers this week. One that's been linked is Olmo. I know we wasn't going to speak about it much, but that one's been so hot and cold. I don't know about you, Joe. I don't see that particularly happening. No, it does seem, as, as Jason has said during the break, it was kind of one that's more agent talk. Um, it's, there's a lot of stuff where we've agreed personal terms, so that does kind of suggest that that's what it is. But if he does come, he's a very talented young player, top scorer for Spain at the Euro Under-21, so he'd be a player I'm interested in. The but. new Malcolm. We haven't been living with him for a while, Jace. Until next week. Well, we can end the show vindicating Jason McGovern because I think we're concluding that at least one of these transfer rumours is a load of rubbish. We'll see you next week. Thanks for downloading this podcast from Love Sport Radio. For more, go to lovesportradio.com for all the latest podcasts, news, and views. Or for more, follow us at Love Sport Radio on Twitter. Podcast Network.